First of all, I want to thank everyone for coming along tonight. Thank Mr McIntyre, Session Committee, for having us along, for the congregation, for all your love and kindness shown to Colin and I over the last couple of weeks, the suppers, the financial gifts that have been given to us to help us on our ministry in the Free Presbyterian Church Mission Board. We thank you very much for it. And we certainly do pray that God has blessed the word to your hearts over the last couple of weeks and also again tonight. And we pray that even yet that people will be saved and will find the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's the most important thing in anyone's life is to, to be ready to leave the scene of time. As Mr. McIntyre said earlier on, prepare to meet thy God and to have the Lord as your own and personal Savior. So we pray the Lord to bless us. Thank you very much for all your support. Continue to pray for us as we go around our country and uh, bringing the gospel out onto the streets. Calendar work will be next in Hilltown. Open our work and then missions again in the new year as God opens up the doors and to proclaim the gospel. Now we want to turn tonight in our Bible reading to Luke's gospel and the chapter one. Luke's gospel and the chapter one. And we're going to read from the verse 36 just to get uh, the context here, what we want to say tonight. So Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, and the verse 26. And it says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin and spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, that thou art highly favoured. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. And bring forth a son, and I shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Amen. We pray the Lord to bless the reading of his word to all of our hearts. I want to center our attentions for a few moments here tonight, the closing moments of our meeting. Uh, the words of the beginning of verse 32, the Gabriel was bringing a message here to Mary about this child that she was going to have. And she, the angel said this, this angel who came, as we have read, from God. And here's what the angel said of Christ. He shall be great. He shall be great. And I want to speak tonight to you about the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's close our eyes just for a brief word of prayer and ask for God's help. Father in heaven, we thank you for what we have heard tonight. Thank you for the young people, the blessing of listening, singing about thee, for the congregational singing, for the Bible readings. And as we come to thy word, we pray for thy help. And we pray, Lord, as we preach tonight, that there be those in this meeting will be saved, maybe somewhere backslidden. Lord, that they will come home to their first love, the Lord Jesus. We leave all in thy hands and help us here. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. As we break into this reading here in Luke's Gospel, we find 
that the promise of God, who, that God had promised many years beforehand through his prophets, that Christ Jesus would come into the world. You think there, for instance, in Isaiah 7, verse 14, the prophet, hundreds of years before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ into the world, he says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. So hundreds of years before the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the prophets, the prophets were preaching, they were prophesying of the promise that God would send a saviour. And even Micah 5 verse 2, without reading it, tells us where he's going to be born. He's going to be born in Bethlehem, in Judah. Now we find in this passage here that this day will soon be coming close. And God sends an angel. It is the angel Gabriel. He sent down from God. He sent down from heaven. He has a message, and he has a message to this little damsel of a woman, and she's called Mary. And what a shock it must have been to Mary to find herself in the presence of this angel who was sent down from God. And this angel had a message. He had a message for Mary. It was a very, very... We can say tonight's solemn message. It was a very good message. He tells Mary there in verse 31, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy wound and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He, he speaks to her here about the uniqueness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mary, here's something special that's going to happen to you. You're going to conceive in your womb and you, Mary, are going to bring forth a son. And do you know something? He's a saviour. The Savior of the world will be born. And he speaks here about the uniqueness of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's not finished yet with Mary. He's not finished with the message. He speaks about the greatness of Christ. Do you know what he says to Mary? He shall be great. Before we look at this tonight, there are many people in this world think very little of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, to, to many people, he's no good. To many people, he's false. His message is false. To many people, he means nothing. But I want to say to you, to God's people tonight, and to those who are saved, and to the God of the Bible, he's great. The Lord Jesus Christ is great. And the angel is proclaiming this message, and he is saying, he shall be great. The Lord Jesus Christ shall be great. And I want to look and a number of ways how the Lord Jesus is great tonight. And as I preach tonight, if you're unconverted, that your heart would be warmed towards him. That your heart would be changed toward the Lord Jesus Christ tonight in this meeting. And you would want this one who is great to be your Savior. He's great, can I say, first of all, as a son. As a son, the Lord Jesus Christ is great. Think of this in relation to his birth. Everything about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was great. You think here, for instance, of his conception. He was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, as verse 34, verse 35 tells us, by the power of the Holy Ghost. This was no natural conception here in the womb of the Virgin Mary. It was supernatural. It was done by the power of the Spirit of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the very conception of Christ 
It's great. Think about the character of Christ and his birth. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he was born into this world, he was not born into this world with a corrupt or a fallen nature like everyone else who came into this world. Do you remember what David said in Psalm 51 and verse 5 about himself? Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now, David, David was a mighty, he was a holy man of God. And yet when he talks about his conception in his mother's womb, he says, you know something? I was born with a sinful nature. In sin did my mother conceive me. Every parent here knows here tonight in this meeting. You don't have to teach your children to do wrong. They naturally do wrong. Why is it? Why is it they go astray? Why is it they tell lies? Why is it they run to the world? Why is it they run to sin? Because they're born with a sinful nature. That's why every one of us has sinned. But the Lord Jesus was different. In his conception, in his character, he was great. Think about his calling, because he says here in verse 32, he shall be great, and notice, and shall be called the son of the highest. You're going to call him, the mo- he's the son of the most high God. His name, Mary, I'm saying to you, Mary, this, his name, it's above all other names. He shall be called the son of the highest. This shows the divine nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this shows, this is no ordinary child. He's the son of the highest. Now when you read on to Luke chapter 2, when the Lord Jesus was born, the angels said, remember they said here, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour, which is Christ the Lord. Notice who he is. He's the Lord of glory. So in his conception and in his character and in his calling here just to do with his birth, we find he's great and there's none like him. There's none like him who has ever come into this world like the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the greatest. There's none like the Lord Jesus. Think about even not only in his birth, think about his behavior. The Lord Jesus Christ had full obedience to God the Father in everything. In his words, In his actions, listen, in his thoughts, in his desires, everything, everything about the life of the Lord Jesus Christ was great. He never fell. He never sinned. He never broke the law of God. The fact the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2, verse 22, it says, Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. You see, he's great. He never sinned. Remember over Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, where God the Father spoke down from heaven, and he says these words, a low voice from heaven, saying, and and speaking of Christ, here's what it said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Do you see him? Do you see this one standing in your midst? This is my, he's my beloved Son, and I'm well pleased with him. Now God could not have said that of Christ if he sinned. You see, he's great. He never sinned. He never failed. There's not one person in this meeting tonight can say that you have never sinned. Not one of us. 
Not one, not one outside the meeting tonight could say, I have never sinned, because we know it is so true in the word of God that all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. We have failed time and time and time again, but not so with the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I are great sinners. That's just the truth of the matter. But the Lord Jesus is great. He's great as a son. And the angel is saying, this child, this child is going to come in. <clears throat> this one who's the Lord of heaven, come in here, be born as a man. He shall be great, Mary. He shall be great. He's great as a son. We find in the life of Christ, he was great as a servant. He showed that when, by his ministry in the world. We think there in Isaiah 42, verse 1. And, and again, the prophet Isaiah is prophesying of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. So he's preaching about my servant. God is saying, Behold, my servant. Who's God speaking about? Do you say it tonight, it's, it is Isaiah? It's not. In Matthew chapter 12, the Lord Jesus Christ, these words are quoted. And verse 18 shows, it's speaking of Jesus Christ. And God is saying, God is saying, behold. And the word behold here, do you know what it means? It means to look, just, just, just to stop and gaze and just take a look at him. I want you to stop. I want you to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I want to say tonight at the end of this meeting to everyone in it, especially if you're unconverted tonight, I want you to stop. I want you to look to Jesus Christ tonight. Behold my servant. That's what God is saying. Just stop. Forget about the world. Forget about your difficulties. Forget about the week you've had. Just stop tonight and behold, God said, my servant. He's great, you know. He's a great servant of God. You see that as a servant, his will was great. You know what it says? Many times he said, for one instance, he says in John 6, verse 38, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. His whole will was given 100% surrendered to, to God the Father in Matthew 26 and verse 39. Remember, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he falls on his face and he's praying and he said, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass to me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as I will. And so he's down on his face and he said, I have to go to the cross and I have to suffer and I have to die. But he says, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thine. His whole will was surrendered to God. Many people today, I know what they say, I just do my way, my will. That's maybe what you're doing tonight, unconverted here in this meeting. You're living according to your will. You're not listening. Maybe there's a young person tonight and your parents, they're trying to talk to you about coming to Jesus Christ and trusting him. And you're saying, I want to go the way of the world. I want to go the way of sin. I want to go the way of pleasure. You say, it's my way, my will. Not so of Christ. You say, he shall be great. Everything about the will was surrendered to God the Father. What about his words? Were they great? Do remember it says in John 7 verse 46, remember these words I'm going to tell you were spoken by the enemies of Christ? 
And they said, never a man spake like this man. We never heard the likes of it. We went out to listen to them. We were trying, we were trying to find fault in his message, but never a man spake like this man. The very words of Christ is great. His works were great. Think about his signs and wonders, and I haven't time to look at it. You think how the blind could see, and the lame could walk, and the lepers were cleansed, and the dead were raised. He did mighty signs and wonders, the Bible tells us. Think about his ministry. His sacrifice was great. We find him going to the cross, and he's bleeding, and he's dying, and he's shedding his precious blood. And the Bible tells us in Romans 5, verse 8, Christ died for us. Do you see him tonight by faith, hanging and dying on the cross? You see, he loves us, and he's given his life to save us as a servant He's great. He died, put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, rose again from the dead. You see, he's great. He's great, the Lord Jesus. I, I hope, I hope there's no one here tonight would say, I disagree with you, Noel. I disagree with what you're saying about Jesus Christ. I, I trust there's no one in the meeting tonight. And if you do disagree with me, I would love to speak with you after the meeting. And we can have a nice little chat about this. But I hope tonight you see something about the uniqueness. Yes, something about the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall be great. He's great everywhere you look at him. Look at him in the womb. Look at him in his birth. Look at him in his life. Look at him in his service. Look at him tonight on the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's great. Why? Why do you not want him in your life? Why do you not want to submit yourself to Jesus Christ? He, he is great tonight. He's a great servant. He's great as a saviour. And Titus 2 verse 13, here's what he says. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our saviour, Jesus Christ. The great God and saviour. He's called here God, and he's called here Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, he says here, he shall be great. And I want to say it to you tonight from this pulpit, and Colin and I have been saying these things throughout, throughout the week, last couple of weeks, about a great Savior. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he is a great Savior. You think about his mercy. His mercy is great. You know what it says in Psalm 145, verse 8? The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger. And notice this, of great mercy. You remember that woman came before Christ in Luke chapter 7, verse 48? A vile and a wicked sinner, and he said unto her, Thy, thy sins are forgiven. And I look at the Bible, I find this. I find the Lord Jesus, he's a great Savior. His mercy is great. Mercy is everlasting. He forgives sinners. You're in this meeting tonight. You're a great sinner. You say, no, that's true, I am. If people only knew what I have said, what I have done, what I have thought, if people only knew the life that I live, that I have lived. I, I am a great, I'm a great sinner. I know it. I know it in my heart tonight. There's a great Savior. And you need a great saviour to save you. And I know one who can do it. 
His name's the Lord Jesus Christ. His mercy is great. His might is great. He's able to save the greatest of sinners. Remember Paul, the Apostle Paul writing in 1 Timothy 1 verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And here's what he said. Of whom I am chief. He says, I am the greatest sinner. The chiefest of sinners. But the Lord Jesus saved me. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse the vilest sinner clean. You know what the Bible says, 1 John 1 verse 7, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin, from all sin, not just half of our sin or some of our sin. You see, he's a savior who's great. He's great. He's power to save. Remember David said, Psalm 51 verse 7, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than the snow. Are you in this meeting tonight? He said, no, I feel the guilt of my sin, the defilement of my sin. I know I'm not right with God. Come to Jesus Christ. Come to this one who's great. He's a great, he's a mighty saviour. He can save your soul. He can take away all your sin. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Do you believe the Lord Jesus will forgive you for all your sins? Do you believe he's power to save your soul tonight? He's great saviour. He's mighty to save. Remember Hebrews 7 verse 25 says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. Now come on to God by him. We can even some people put in the guttermost. There are people tonight down in the gutter. Down in the very depths of despair tonight because of the lifestyle that they're living. But here's the wonderful, wonderful truth of the Bible. Christ can save to the uttermost. He's a great saviour. His might is great. His message is great as a saviour. What does he say? Come unto me, all yet labour and heavy laden. Not a wonderful thing. The saviour of the world's calling you tonight. In this meeting. He's been calling to you perhaps during this mission. Maybe he's been speaking to you before the gospel campaign came. He's calling you. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. He's calling. His message is good. Do you see him tonight? His arms outstretched, full of love. He's calling you tonight, who's a sinner. And far away from him, in danger of losing your soul and going down towards hell. I want to tell you, there's no love like the love of Jesus Christ. There's no love like him. He's a great saviour. People despise him. They hate him. And they reject him. They don't want him. Don't be like that tonight. He's a great saviour. And he's willing to cleanse you from all your sin and wipe the slate clean and give you everlasting life. Remember he said, he that believeth in me hath everlasting life. Oh, I want to say to you tonight, he shall be great. He's a great saviour. And there are many people tonight in this meeting who will be able to stand up and say, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. He's great. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my Master. He's my everything. He's my life. We all know we have a great Savior.
in Jesus our Lord. We want you to find him. We want you to experience his mercy, his joy, his peace. We want you to receive his life. He shall be great. He is great, you know. He's the greatest of all. There are many peoples lived in this world. But who stands head and shoulders above all the human race? Who is head and shoulders above everyone who's ever been brought into this world? I'll tell you who it is. It's Jesus Christ. He's the greatest of them all, you know. He is a wonderful, a great saviour. He's calling you tonight in the last night of this mission. He's calling you to come and trust him. Don't, don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to your fears. Don't listen tonight to your friends. Come to Jesus Christ. Come to this great Savior. Now, he's able to save you. Not wonderful? He's willing to save you. He's power to save your soul. And when you come to die, you'll not be going to hell. You'll be going to heaven. He's a great Savior. And the angel, the angel is preaching us. Gabriel is bringing this message he shall be great. Our time is nearly gone. I'm just going to quote the last two things very quickly. He's great as a shepherd because the Bible teaches the Lord Jesus is a shepherd of his people. Remember he says in John 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Peter said he's the, the chief shepherd. But in Hebrews and chapter 13 verse 20, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. It refers to him here. As the great shepherd. And this is a wonderful, wonderful truth. You see, when he saves us, he is our shepherd. And when we're in this world, he doesn't just leave us alone. No, no. The Lord Jesus shepherds his people. The cure of the shepherd is great. Remember, as Psalm says in Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He provides for his people. As a shepherd he protects his people. The company of the shepherd is great. He never leaves us. Do you remember he said that? In Hebrews 13, verse 5, I will, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He, he is always, he's always at the side of his people. You see, he's great. And he's a shepherd to his people. And he cares for them and his company to them and his coming to them. Because the Bible talks about when the chief shepherd shall appear, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming again to, for his people. As a shepherd, the Lord Jesus is great. And I'm glad when I could see it, the Lord didn't leave me alone. He's been with me ever since. He's been meeting my need ever since. He's been protecting me ever since. And that's what he does. Don't, don't be afraid to trust him tonight. If you're all converted in the meeting tonight, don't be afraid to trust him. He'll save you and become your shepherd. And he'll bring you home to heaven. And the angel said, he shall be great. Can I say lastly, he's great as a sovereign. Because he went on to say here, he shall be great. It's called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Talks here about his throne. This little baby, remember here, this babe that's going to be born in the manger, he's going to sit upon a throne. Do you know why? Because he's king.
He's king. Remember it says in Revelation 19 verse 16, it says, He has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ shall reign the house of Judah and the Lord Jesus shall reign forever. Don't, 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 there's many things going on in the world today that maybe brings us anxiety. But remind, remember this tonight. The Lord Jesus is king. He's coming back again. He's coming back. He's going to reign over all again. And I wonder tonight, are you ready? Are you ready? Is he your king tonight? Have you trusted him? You see, he's great. He shall be great. And you know, he shall be great. Whether, whether you trust him or not, he's still going to be great. He is great. None, none can prevent this. The Lord Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I know the Bible tells us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you don't do it now before that day, you'll do it someday. But it's going to be too late in those days. You need to receive him as your saviour tonight. The church cannot save you. you. You cannot save yourself. We sing a little hymn with the boys and girls. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You need the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. That's what we've been singing about tonight here in the Christmas cards. The Lord Jesus came. Why did he come? Why did the Lord Jesus come into this world? He came to save us. We can't save ourselves. So don't, don't be trying to save yourself tonight. Come to Christ. He's calling you tonight. Trust him. He shall be great. He's a great savior. Don't miss him. Don't turn your back on him. Don't reject him. Reject him. But come tonight and trust him. And you'll leave this hall tonight. You say, you know, Noel, what you said is true. What you said from this Bible is true tonight. He is great. And I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him to save my soul and give me everlasting life. If I can help you, my brother behind me, we'd love to speak with you. I know there's tea. Don't worry about it. There's a wee room here, uh, to the side here, or out there. We can have a wee chat together. Don't go home without Christ. Settle this matter tonight about your sin, about your soul, and come to Jesus Christ. And I trust the Lord will bless his word to your hearts. Thank you.